Ion 2020, episode 144. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, y'all? It's Ray Eaton here, the host. That brings you the news and the related events for the 2020 election. I appreciate you joining me today and listening to some of the information I could bring you guys in order to help you make better decisions going into 2020, whether you're going to vote Libertarian, Democrat, Republican, Third Party, Green Party, whatever party you want to vote for. I'm going to bring you all of that information over the next 18 months, 16, 17 months, however long it is, until the election, because I want to make sure that you are well-informed at the minimum, you'll be well-informed enough to make some good decisions uh, going into that voting booth if you decide to vote. But if you're not going to vote, or if you're somebody that decides that you know that's just not the way you want to proceed, at least you'll have the information you need when you're talking to your friends, talking to your family members during different you know events that you might have with your family. I know every Thanksgiving I'm over at my sister's house or my other family members' houses or whatever, and political conversations come up every so often. And, you know, at least you'll be well, way more informed than the rest of those people by listening to this show every single day. So thank you very much for joining me. If you'd like to go ahead, if it's your first time listening, go ahead and subscribe to the show. And then uh, if you keep on coming back because you love what you hear and you've already subscribed, I really would appreciate a five-star rating and a review also. That always helps out with the algorithms that are going to help to make sure that this show and its message continue to come to other people because it'll be show it'll be shown as a recommendation in their podcast feed, which is very helpful as well. So thank you once again for joining me. And uh, you can also follow me at iontheempire.com. You can type in on Facebook, Twitter, and on minds.com. You can type in I on the Empire. You'll be able to find me there. And if you're one of those people who enjoys, you know, dropping a letter every now and then or dropping a note every now and then, I'm not going to give you my home address, but I'll give you my email address. That's ray at iontheempire.com. I'd love to hear stories about what you're doing for the libertarian movement. And if you want to drop me a line there, I could go ahead and read it. Also, if you would like to, uh, you can send me a voice message through anchor.fm slash ion2020. And uh, you can leave about a minute long voice message and I'll play that on the show. I will. I've done it in the past. So go ahead and uh, send me a voice message at the same place, anchor.fm slash ion2020. You could also support the show with a $2.99, $4.99, or $9.99 uh, support a support payment, I guess, and uh, I I do appreciate everyone that supports the show as well, and you know it's just uh, this is a labor of love though. I'm not looking to make a bunch of money off of this thing, so I don't think any podcaster has ever made a bunch of money off of their podcast. To be honest with you, I mean this is not a lucrative business. I'm sure I think there's like Tom Woods out there that does it for a living, but he doesn't necessarily do it for a living. He does a lot. He sells a lot of other stuff. And uh, he has a bunch of businesses and so forth that go along with his free show. But, I mean, there's there's a few of the big guys out there. But I just do this as a labor of love. I just think it's fun. 
to learn about these candidates, to talk about it. I think it's fun to watch all the things that are going on with the infighting that Donald Trump does. You know, in 2016, it was fun to watch. It was exciting to watch. It just, you know, I don't know. It was, it was fun to laugh at these people. And that's the reason why I decided to do this show as well. So that, I, you know, if, if, it's, if, if it's anything like it was in 2016, I am pretty sure that it's going to be a very interesting presidential campaign to watch. So that's why I decided to do it. Uh, that's why I decided to keep on doing this show. And I've been doing it every day, Monday through Friday, since January. And even, to go on, even when I go on vacation, I'm still making sure I'm putting out a good show for you. So today's going to be a relatively short show. But what I wanted to talk about was um, the different types of libertarians out there. And the reason why is because it seems like they're there's constantly like bickering and battling back and forth about, you know, who's the most libertarian and if your type of libertarian is the most libertarian and all this stuff in it it um we need to have somebody who will call people out on this stuff, right? Because all we're doing is fighting amongst each other it seems like to me. And there is a much bigger enemy out there and that is the state. You guys know that. I say it all the time. The enemy here is the state. The enemy is not people that believe in liberty. Whether you believe in a little bit of liberty or extreme liberty, we all believe in liberty, right? So my biggest thing has always been, guys, the state is our enemy. The politicians, those are the enemy. Those are the ones that are trying to take away the freedom, right? Anyone that is voting for things that are going to take away more of your freedom, that's the enemy. But the people that are just fighting for liberty, the people that are voting towards a liber- in a libertarian direction, those are not the people that we need to be fighting with. People are going to vote. People are going to do what they want to do. People come from things that completely different perspectives. Some people are not as idealistic as others. Some people just think that the government should do less. Some people think the government should do nothing. Some people think the government should be abolished. But all of us want to get are on the same bus. All of us want to get to the same place, right? Which is just a little bit less statism than we have now a little bit more liberty than we what we have now and when we get to that point then we could push for a little bit more liberty and start moving that bar for bar you know in our direction that's what we want and if we're all thinking about that then why are we going to be on one team fighting amongst each other why are we going to send our defense out there to fight against our own offense They have their defense out there already. The Democrats and Republicans, the people that are statist, they have their defense on the field ready to fight us as we try to, you know, rush through their line. We have that. Sorry, I'm using a football analogy, but we have that. We have a defense out there on the field already. We don't need more of us getting out there there helping them. We don't need to be fighting amongst each other. We don't, don't need to be tripping our quarterback. We don't need to be, you know, knocking over our wide receiver as he runs out to try to catch the pass. Our team is our team. We need to not be fighting amongst our team. Especially when we're on that field of play, you know, especially when we're out here in public talking amongst each other. Yeah, I mean, we might have our private arguments amongst each other and so forth, but all you see is people challenging other libertarians about not being libertarian enough or you're way too, you know, you're way too much towards the anti-state view. You're an anarcho-capitalist and you're, you know, too extreme. Whatever it is, 
we have a team that needs to push the yards forward, man. And all we do is fight amongst each other. There is a place. This is what I wanted to get at, guys. There is a place for every type of libertarian. You could have the libertarian-leaning Republican. There's a place for that person to make the Republican Party more libertarian. You could have the libertarian-leaning Democrat. There's a place for that person to make the Democratic Party more libertarian. To inspire other people that are libertarian-leaning to become members of that party. So they'll start pandering to the libertarian-leaning people. There's a place for those people. There's the libertarian-leaning politician who wants to become elected to his county commission or his state house of of representatives. And they're going to run as a Republican or Democrat. They're libertarian-leaning, though. Are we going to fight that person because they have libertarian tendencies? Or are we going to sit there and just say, hey, I agree with you on... 85%, but on that 15% I'm going to fight you on, I'm not going to vote for you because of it? If those are the people that get elected, then we're going to have a little bit more liberty in our lifetime. So we need to support those people in some way. Then the next person, there's the libertarian who just became a libertarian. Are we going to push them out of the party? Are we going to push them out of from their from exploring the libertarianism because we want to have infighting amongst each other because as soon as they come into the room everyone's fighting about who's the most libertarian who's not and that person looks at this group and says whoa this is a little bit too crazy right here i don't want to be a part of this i'll just go back to my house and keep my political views to myself no you want to embrace that person you want to bring them into the movement You don't want to turn them off immediately because all of us, all we do is fight amongst each other about who's the most libertarian or whose way is the right way or whose way towards the libertarian utopia is the best way to do it. But there is a place for every single type of libertarian in this movement. There's the libertarian that's been a libertarian for a long time but doesn't think too, that doesn't have these idealistic views, right? They just, they tend to vote libertarian. They'll vote for the most libertarian candidate they can find every single time. But they're not too involved in politics. They like to hang out with other libertarians. They like, they, they may be a member of a couple of libertarian Facebook pages. They might support a couple of Facebook podcasts. But they're not going to be the person out there preaching the message. But there's a place for that person. He has, a, that person has a way to make a difference. That's just being the person that's a libertarian. That's it, you know? That person can make an impact on the people directly around him or her. But do we want to push that person out because they're not libertarian enough? Or they're too libertarian? If you're if you're on that other side of the spectrum? I don't think so. Let's get into the person that is like myself who is almost a complete anarchist, but still says, you know what, um, we live in the real world. We need to start pushing people, pushing the ball towards liberty. And I'm going to work within the system that we have in order to create more liberty in my lifetime in just a little small way, whatever I can do, just keep pushing that ball forward, right? There's a place for people like that. People that might be a little bit more activist in their views, that are willing to get out there and preach the message. But they're not going to talk about 
idealistic ideas. They're not going to talk about all of the uh, who's going to build the roads or who's going to protect us, who's going to be the police force. We're not going to get into that because we're nowhere close to that type of society right now. Then, that, then but, there, but those are the people that are a little bit more willing to be activists on this thing, are a little bit more willing to preach the message always. There's a place for those people. Don't push those people away. And then the next group is the, is the, is the anarchists, right? The anarcho-capitalists. Those are the people that they are. They're, ideal, they're idealistic. They, they want to be as, um, in their view, they want to make sure that they're, they're always pointed true north, right? The non-aggression principle is a principle that they want to stand on. And I agree with the non-aggression principle. I do. But they'll take that, they'll take that view that says everything that the government does is an aggression upon people. And then that's why we should be abolished the government completely. And there is a place for those people because those are the people that are kind of the true north type people, right? Those are the people that you can look to and say, yeah, if we had a stateless society, they have some of the answers to those things, right? If we were able to get to the point where we're having these arguments about who's going to build the roads or who's going to pr protect us and create the police force, if we got to that point in the libertarian movement, if we were that close to utopia, then they'll have those answers. There's a place for those people as well. You can direct people towards those people for answers because those are the people that really understand the gospel of libertarianism, essentially. They really understand it. Maybe you don't direct somebody that's a brand new libertarian directly over to those people, but slowly they're going to start moving in that direction anyway. It just seems like that's the process that happens, and that's fine. There's a place for those people. Same thing with like the algorists and the voluntarists, the voluntarists. The voluntarists, they believe in a voluntary society, right? So they take that view that every transaction, everything that you do should be voluntary among other people. And that's it. And that's an idealistic standpoint. And a lot of those people, they, they get into their own little groups and they'll trade amongst each other. The same thing that agorists, right? They, they believe in getting, you know, bypassing the state essentially and is going into the society that you want to live in is basically it. And creating the society that you want to live. Those are the people that when we get to the point where we're deciding who's going to build the roads, they're going to be the ones that have the answers to, to, to who's going to build the roads. They're going to be the ones that are ready to go build the roads. So there is a place for those people as well. But nobody's not libertarian enough, guys. We all came from a point. We all came from a spot in our libertarian movement where we might have came from the left or we might have came from the right or we might have came from the I don't care perspective. Who knows where you came from? But everyone comes from a different spot and there's a place for every person that's in this libertarian movement. The volunteerists, the anarcho-capitalists, those agorists, they're probably not going to vote. A lot of them don't. Some of them do. But I found a lot of them don't. They're not willing to aggress upon other people at all, even to the point that they're not willing to vote because their vote in their mind is an aggression upon somebody else. They don't look at it from a defensive measure. They look at it as it's an aggression on, on, on other people. That's the principle that they stand upon, right? But you know what? Those are people that have answers to a lot of questions that people have. Those are the people that are writing books on their, you know, how to 
the agorists, they'll write a book on how, you know, how to grow food sustainably. They'll, outside of government, we can have raw milk, how to, you know, raise chickens and stuff like that. So you could live outside of government. You could start your own farm, your own homestead. The agorists, the, the agorists and the voluntarists, they are the ones that seem like they have a lot of those answers. And if the state fell tomorrow, those are the people that can rise up and they're ready to go. They're going to be really ready to teach us all how to make make it work without the government. And that's fine. They're, they're, they're living in that world where they're ready for that to happen. And they have a lot of those answers. But every one of us is looking to, in some way, tear a small piece of the government away and bring us a little bit more liberty. Every single person along that spectrum. So let's stop fighting amongst each other constantly. And let's start pushing the ball forward towards liberty. Pushing politicians towards believing in liberty. Figure out your little niche within this world on what you can do to bring more people towards liberty. I think that that's the key, guys. That is the key. And not getting hung up on these Twitter rants and stuff and these infighting that we have on Facebook pages that make us look like we're just a group of people that can't even figure things out how to get along. I think that's the, that is the first thing that we need to start doing if we're going to have a good 2020, a good 2024, start moving the libertarian message forward. It's not all about politics. It's not all about Washington, D.C. It's really not. It's about us building a movement that's going to educate people in order to them, for them to understand that the government itself is the problem 99% of the time when there's things going on out there. That the division that the two-party system is trying to cause is just there for a political purpose, and that is to get votes, and that's it. They figured that out. We have a better way. We have a better message. We have a message of liberty, self-sustainability, self-determination, non-aggression, peace among men. That's what we have. What do they have? Division. Fighting amongst each other. Making people scared to vote a different way. They'll take away your government paychecks. They'll take away your social security. They'll, They'll end Medicare on you. That's the division that they're trying to fight or cause. That you're going to be voting for a racist if you vote for somebody else. Watch out for the racist. They'll lock you up. Things like that. That's the only gospel that they have. We have a gospel. We have a message of liberty and peace. Of freedom. That's a message that we need to unite around. Rather than fighting amongst each other to see who's the most libertarian. I just hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I see it on Facebook groups and Twitters and all this other stuff. And there's not, that's not, there's no place for that anymore. If we want to get our message out there, okay? If we want to win and start getting the, getting towards that 10-yard line and onto the 20-yard line and so forth, all right? Uh, come on back tomorrow, though, and you will have clear vision for 2020.